Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. So let's get started. And remember, it's not my fault. Oh, my fathering skills. Wouldn't necessarily say they're perfect. Definitely not bad, but somewhere in between. We're going to be talking about several instances I call fathering skills. The first little ditty is about me being a brand new father. You know, Buck is a, you know, he's young. Alice is a teacher, but, you know, Buck is born sometime late summer, early fall. School starts a couple of weeks later. We have a babysitting thing to figure out. We have this whole, how are we going to take care of kids while we're working? One thing came to another, came, comes to another, and we decided that Alice will pick up the kids from the babysitter. Not a family member. This is a babysitter that we pay. And because she gets out of work before I do. I will take care of the kids. At this time, we only have one, Buck. I'll take care of Buck in the morning. I'll get him out of bed. I'll feed him breakfast. I'll, you know, get ready to go to work myself. Get showered. Get him to the babysitter. Yeah, not a problem. Kind of all works. It was a plan, as any plan, you're going to adapt to it. It's not perfect. few things you have to remember. I'm not forgetful, but I get distracted sometimes. The lunchbox. Time has passed. Buck is not an infant anymore. And I have this thing down pat. I'm ready to go. Like It's like a finely tuned watch. It click, 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 click. Goes. I get up, I do this, I do that. Buck does this, Buck does that. We're getting ready to go. I go out and get in my car. I take Buck to the babysitter. I go to work. Beautiful. It's working. I don't know how old Buck is. I, he's not old enough to speak yet. He's old enough to walk, but he's not talking. Okay, so we're in the morning routine of things. To do, to do, to do, to do. Here we go. Da, da, da. It's, it's cold out. It's cold outside now. Uh, when this thing particular happens, this particular thing happens, I go outside, start the car, come back in, you know, I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. So I, you know, I throw on some kind of a, you know, long sleeve shirt. It's cold, right? It's cold. I might even have been snow on the ground. I've got on a pair of floppy slippers and this this shirt. I think I had a pair of shorts on. I didn't have long pants on. No coat. I go out, start the car been doing this for a while right so you know buck can be taught he understands things well so i come back go to open the door to come in the house uh-uh door's locked i don't know why but buck is inside the door sitting besides my lunch pail which you know they're both there by the door i'm looking and he's having fun he's playing he must have thought it'd be really fun to lock the door. He sees me lock the door every day when I leave. He's on the inside. I can't get in the house. I have 
No way of going in. I don't want to break a window to get in. He's okay. There's nothing wrong with him, but I need to get in there fairly quickly. And then I remember, years ago, before we had children, I gave a key to my house to one of the neighbors, maybe three, four hundred yards from my house. So our backyards were close to connecting, let's put it that way. So uh, I make the call. I'm going to get over there, get my key, and get back and make sure nothing's happened to my son. Right? You know, this, is, this is scary for me. So, boom, I take off. And I go over and I'm pounding on the door. Now, remember, I have shorts on, slippers, and a long sleeve shirt. And I've been outside now for maybe three, five minutes. I'm getting cold. I, I was in the snow going through my backyard. Only thing I can see as I'm running over to the neighbors is Buck sitting there laughing and having a good old time. He's got a one-piece pajama thing on. It's got footies in it. You know, he's having a, a great time. He doesn't realize the problems that could come from all of this. So I'm banging on a neighbor's door. And I know these neighbors. They're friends of ours. We've known them for, for a few years, you know, by now. And they don't get up super early. The missus of the house is not my biggest fan. Let's just put it that way. I'm a little too rough around the edges. And, you know, I probably say things that aren't, you know, politi politically correct in her mind. Okay, everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Early morning and bang, ba bang, ba bang, ba bang. And I'm just hoping... My buddy comes, but no way. It's his wife. What are you doing? Now, she's already about half mad because somebody's woke her up. I'm, th I'm guessing. I don't know. No, nothing was ever said to me about this. You know, it's like, what are you doing? And I realized, oh, she's not really mad. She's just kind of like half grinning at me. I was like, oh, I locked myself out of the house. Can you give me my keys? She's like, you know, and then she's chuckling. How did you leave your, lock yourself out of the house? I was like. Oh, you know, I don't know how it was. I, I think maybe Buck locked the doors as I went out to start the truck. I have to tell her this. And I'm all throwing it through the back of my head. My kid's over there, inside the house. I need to get in. So, you know, real quickly, she gives me the key. And I truck back over to my house, you know. And I'm slipping and sliding around in the snow a little bit now because it's slightly uphill. I walk over to the front door. And I'm unlocking the front door. And I look in. And there's Buck sitting there. The little bugger has opened up my lunch pail, and he's eaten all my food. I'm like, what the devil's going on? And he ate everything. Every single thing is gone. So, that morning's schedule was for not. Packed him up, took him to the babysitter, and went on with life. Well, let's stay with that food for breakfast theme. Time passes. I now have two children. I don't, they're, again, they're small. Neither one of them can read. Uh, they, they can talk and walk around. And I'm, you know, it's my morning routine. I'm getting ready to go. And uh, my, you know, Chuck, the second one, the youngest one, he's the eater of the family. This boy eats like there's no tomorrow. And I mean, he puts her away. So every morning I'm getting up, and like I said, I've got this little routine, this little ditty I do every morning. It kind of keeps the kids on schedule, keeps me on schedule. i got to get out to work, and it's just a routine. You know, I can't lie to you. There was a comedian who did a skit about breakfast food and feeding his children chocolate cake to them for breakfast. 
because it had all the same components as like pancakes or whatever. Well, that, I, I don't know, I always thought that little skit was funny. And then it real, I realized when I'm a father and I'm feeding my kids, I was like, why can't I just feed them frozen waffles that aren't cooked? How is that different than eating a cooked waffle other than it's just the temperature? You know, it, it's not like the food is raw. It's not like it's unhealthy for them. Right? It's, it's just as healthy as if it were cooked. There's no rob. There's no problem here. So I, well, I get, I get Alice to go to the store, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shave a few minutes off of my, my prep time because I'm cooking oatmeal or eggs or toast or pancakes or whatever. Okay, and that's what we we're feeding the kids. They were eating solid food at the time. So it's real easy for me to prep. I've got to get up in the morning, and I'm gonna hand them something new. Now, if you've ever had kids, sometimes they like stuff that's new, and sometimes they don't. So you have to build it up. Oh, we're gonna, we got this new thing. You know, it's a waffle. It's like a popsicle. Oh, popsicles. Yeah, even a little ice cream cone. You know, it's cold. But, you know, this is what you eat for breakfast in, in some places. Now, we've never had any before. Back in my mind, I'm going, if I get them to eat frozen waffles that aren't heated, that takes a longer time for them to eat it because it's an ice cube. You got to eat. You got to chomp it. You got to get it warmed up. You got to swallow it. You know, drinking milk, you know, all, all that good stuff. Okay. So this goes on for a while. I am a high cotton, loving life. Here we go. Frozen waffle for you. Frozen waffle for you. Here's some milk. I'm going to go do whatever I need to do. Get ready to go to work. Get ready to take you to the babysitter. Get ready for life. And then it comes all crashing down. One morning, I was feeling really good about myself, but I forgot to hide the box the waffles came in. Now, Buck can't read. Chuck can't read. But Buck spots the waffle box. And he comes screaming, Daddy, 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 come here, come here, come here, look at this. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, look, those waffles. You're, you're supposed to heat them. Look, there's steam coming off of them. Look, you have a, a stick of butter on it that's melted. Look, the syrup. You're supposed to put syrup on them. I'm like, how do you know that? It's like, well, just look at the picture of the box. I said, oh, that's a picture of something else. That's not a picture of those waffles. He's like, no, no, look, it's a picture of waffles. It's like, oh, no, I can't do that. You know, you can't, you know you're going to get a blisters in your mouth if it's too hot. It'll burn you. All that hot stuff, you know, it's going to burn your tongue. It's going to burn your, well, I got away with it maybe once or twice more. And he was having nothing of it. He was having toasted microwaved waffles. Life changed at that moment for me. So some time has passed again now in the life and times of my children. And you know, you would think that after a while you get good at this parenting stuff. At least I thought I was getting good at it. But I don't know. This next one, I'm going to call it the band injury, was less than perfect from a parenting standpoint. But it's not my fault. I didn't know this. You Well, wait till you see. So Buck and Chuck are teenagers. Um, they're in the high school band. And they travel all over the place. And, you know, they're, like I said, they're really tight, man. These, these boys are tight. You know, they love this band stuff. They have fun with their friends. They're, you know, they're goofing off. They're not goofing off. They're serious. They're in competition, band competitions. 
They're not in band competitions. All is well in the world of teenagers. At a home game, for us, meant that you still had to get in a bus and be taken to the football field. It was a 10-minute drive from the high school. So, as you all know or suspect, it's the same thing. You start out at the high school, you do some practicing, they get in the bus, they go to the game. When the game's over, they get in the bus, and they come back to the high school, they put all the equipment away, parents pick them up, and away we go. So, I'm actually at this football game. My two sons are playing. Uh, One's a drummer, one's a saxophone player. They're having fun, they're having all this, you know, normal stuff for a football game. What for the band? And it starts to rain. You know, it doesn't matter. Football game's going on. It's getting wet and sloppy. And and this football field is up, on a, up a little bit and elevated a little bit. And there's a grassy little hill. The grassy knoll, if you will. All right. Uh, between the stadium and where the buses park. So the game's over. And I'm, you know, chatting it up with some guys. Or, you know, whatever. Having some, I'm having some fun of my own. I see my kids coming out. Buck somehow slips, falls, slides down this grassy knoll, gets up, gets in the bus, and away they go. Okay, cool. All is good. I see Chuck. No problem. Kids are on the bus. Back to the school. All right, well, I'm so I'm getting back to the school. I'm going to go see him. Hey, how's it going? All that kind of good stuff. You know, so I get there and I'm I'm sitting around the parking lot talking to the rest of the parents. It's nighttime. I don't know, a- after nine o'clock, before midnight. I I don't know what time I'm standing there. We're all yapping it up, having having a decent conversation. All of a sudden, Chuck comes out, says, "Hey, Dad, you better uh, you better come see what's going on with Buck. Why? What's happening?" Oh, something's happening. So I start to walk towards the school. Now, school officials are coming up to me. Oh, Buck's okay. We're not sure if he's okay. We think he's okay. You should probably have him checked out. Like, what happened? Right? They're like, oh, he fell down the hill. He slid down this hill. I'm like, okay, let's go see Buck. So he's in the band room. He's like, Dad, I can't walk. It hurts. I broke my back, I broke my legs, I broke my head. I don't know what's going on. Well, so I'm driving a fairly large SUV at this time. I said, well, let's, you know, walk out and get in the, get in the SUV and we'll take off. He said, no, I can't walk that far. Okay. So my redneck side says, I guess I have to bring the SUV to you. So I fire that bugger up. I back up to, I back up in the parking lot. I head towards the doors where he's going to come out. Well, there's a regular size curb there, like you long city streets. I don't care. Boom, boom, I'm up over the curb. I'm going through the yard. I'm going through the sidewalk. I get right up to the door. Naturally, people are looking going, what is Max doing? Is he going crazy? Is he Why is he backing through the, the high school parking lot into the door. Nobody's getting in or out now because I got her blocked. We go in, school official, myself, we grab Buck. We're like half carrying him out of there, open the, open the tailgate up, slide him in. He's laying in the back. He's moaning and whining. I'm like, 
what's going on? The whole way home, I'm going, what's going on? I said, you know, just take an aspirin, go to bed. It'll be fine in the morning. It's like, you know, it's not like you were, you know, a linebacker and somebody took you off your feet and knocked the wind out of you. So, you know, it's just, you slid down a hill. Ah, you know, whatever. So, as we're going home, Buck's telling me this story. Oh my God, I I was walking, I slipped, I, I bent my leg back under me, I was doing a spread eagle the whole way down, I was turning, doing, you know, 360 turn, I saw him fall, that's not what happened, right? But you had to listen to him tell it, you know, he was uh, parachuted out of a plane at 10,000 feet and hit his face into the ground. Like, oh, just be quiet. Come on, get, you know, take an aspirin, go to bed. You get up in the morning, you'll be fine. Well, that wasn't exactly how it turned out. Look, I saw him slide down that hill. It wasn't a big deal. It was like he, it's like he fell on his butt slid down the hill, got up at the bottom and walked away. Yeah, the next morning he couldn't get out of bed. So Chuck and I loaded him in back in the SUV. We took him down to, remember I told you my brother-in-law, he's an orthopedic surgeon. We take it down there. He comes out, looks at him, says, yeah, he's got a broken ankle. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's got a broken ankle. So aspirin's not going to fix it. Well, that was the wrong thing to say. Alice got a little perturbed at me. Um, he goes into surgery, has to get all his paperwork so when he's flying with me, he can get through the metal detectors. Uh, I love it, you know. Alice will never let me forget the day that Buck had a broken ankle and I told him to take an aspirin and shake it off. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. It's not my...